Thank you for downloading this message from Grace Christian Fellowship. We pray that you receive encouragement from the study of God's Holy Word and that you will grow in the faith and understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, one of the things that uh, makes our church uh, unique, so we have a number of characteristics that we go by. So we're like a charismatic church. We believe in the, the move, the activity, the role of the Holy Spirit. And we call ourselves a full gospel church. So we intend to speak the whole truth of God, um, all the things that we can learn from Scripture, and not just like the, the fuzzy feel-goods. So uh, some of the things in the Word are, you know, can be kind of difficult to absorb. You know, even sort of like our little intro here with the, uh, these are hard times with this coronavirus and stuff, but even thinking of like the fear of God and things like self-denial and discipleship and judgment, those are truths that are part of the full gospel, but we're not going to talk about any of those today. Today we're going to talk about needs that we may have. Is my slide up there? Okay, the gray blends right in, I can't tell. All right. And how God can address a certain needs that we have in very, very unique ways. And I'll just uh, let you gaze at this while I kind of finish this part. As we walk with God, on the, as we do life with God, we go through different periods of time and uh, of, with an emphasis on different things in our life, right? We go through periods where we're up and down and every place in between. Different phases. He's, and God sees when we're sort of like going along really good. He also sees when we're struggling. He sees when we're full and he knows when we're lacking, and he knows why. He sees when we're drawing near to him. He also sees when we're drifting away. He knows when we're focused, we're really zeroed in on the things of God and following him, and he knows when we're distracted too and being drawn away. He sees and knows what we need, and he addresses those needs in different ways, as I mentioned. So uh, we're going to look at four ways today uh, that are Kind of similar, yet each one is distinct in how the Lord will use this to minister to us in these different needs. So in these pictures here, do you see a common theme? Vintage? Yeah. What else? No? Value? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. <laughs> so these are actually, uh, the thing that they have all in common is that they're restored. Oh. oh. So the, the car, of course, the cool Airstream trailer, the furniture, the restored replica of the Mona Lisa. That's the uh, rosewood flooring in that middle one, and that's like a Victorian kitchen that's been restored in some Victorian home. So... Uh, Restore is, is, is one of the things that we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about renew and revive, refresh, and restore, which to me is sort of like an umbrella over all of them, really. Well, okay, so we'll get to the, the first one here, renew. We're going to look at a, a very familiar verse that we're all, we've all seen very much. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
Some of the translations read, uh, hope in the Lord or trust in the Lord. And we kind of heard some of that in a prophetic word this morning on really trusting God. Shall renew their strength. It talks about force and vigor and power. And the word wait upon the Lord has some real interesting dimensions to its meaning. So I love little object lessons. And one of my little props here today is a simple rope. So what weight there means is to bind together by twisting. So this rope here actually has many, many, many small little strands. I don't know if you can see any of these little tiny ones here. And those are braided into basically about three other strands that are then wrapped up together and twisted real tight, and it makes for a strong, a strong rope. And that's a kind of a great picture for waiting on the Lord to be like so wrapped up and tight with him. And from that, we gain strength. We can be renewed in our strength from waiting on the Lord. Uh, that scripture actually is, uh, means more when it's taken in just a little bit of context. Do I have the context on there? I don't. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the other one. Uh, right before that, in verse 29, in Isaiah, it reads, uh, he gives power to the weak, meaning someone who's really fatigued and exhausted, and those who have might, uh, who, who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. So a picture of young men full of testosterone and working out, and they're in their prime, and they're really, really strong. And the scriptures say that even they will ultimately become weary and fail. And we know that in our own efforts, in our own wherewithal, in living life and in following God, eventually we just get tired. We just can't do it. But God says that he can renew our strength when we wait upon him, when we get close to him, like with the rope twisted, tightly woven with him. This is a great encouragement with that. Another scripture next is Romans chapter 12. We, <clears throat> this is like a staple exhortation in our church, and it always will be because it's so important. Uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And renewing there means renovation and complete change. And whether we've come to the Lord as a young child or after some years of living in the world in, in different ways where we had years of influence and teaching and voices to things contrary to God, and even that if you come to the Lord at a young age, we're still in the world, and all those voices and all that influence is still trying to reprogram us to think differently. We all need that renewing in our minds, the renewing in our mind. Our mind needs to align with God's way of thinking. In a similar way, Scripture? Nope, I don't have that one. Okay. In a similar way, in Ephesians chapter 4, another familiar one, uh, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The, uh, the, uh, the context in that verse was of putting off and putting on. Uh, it was talking about putting off worldly ways, uh, carnal ways, worldly ways, and putting on the things of God, being very intentional about that, and therefore being intentional about the renewing of our mind. It's all connected. Uh, the way we think does lead to our actions, our decisions, and our behavior, and God wants us to live for him with mind and ways renewed by him. Okay, so that next one then is revive. Remember I said renew, also revive. So this is kind of similar to renew, but yet a little bit different. This one means to, whoops, 
to make alive and to live and to sustain life and to recover, revive. So you're not dead yet, but something has knocked the stuffing out of you and uh, really put you down. Maybe you feel like you just need to live again, to be made alive again, and to recover. And from this season or from the troubles, the heartaches that you're enduring, you need a reviving from God. And uh, there are many, many verses that speak to that. We're going to just look at just a handful real quickly. In Psalm 119, so what is the main theme of Psalm 119? Who knows? His word, right? So Psalm 119 is all about the word of God all throughout the entire psalm. It's a long psalm. And there's at least nine times throughout the psalm uh, that shows it speaks to being revived by his word. So since Psalm 119 is about his word and those, I mean, it's obvious that we can experience a kind of a reviving, a life coming back to us when we are really get into his word. Another common staple speaking from here is that there's simply no substitute for it. Meditating, praying, reading, learning, hearing, sharing all the word of God, we can receive that reviving uh, from that. Another beautiful verse in uh, <clears throat> Psalm 138, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. And we can know that even in the midst of that really, really trying time, we sang that song about even in the valley, even in the worst of times when we seek God, we can experience reviving from him. He can grant us life and reviving, even as we're walking through that valley as the song read, to the highlands, to the highlands. And when we're down, <laughs> when we're beat down and beat up, there's actually a, a word in scripture that talks about that. Uh, the word is contrite. When we're bruised and beat to pieces, crushed and broken. And there's a beautiful scripture in Isaiah 57. And, you know, not happily, I don't think everyone experiences that depth of low in their life. But a number of us do. Some of us have gone through some really, really trying seasons where that's how we feel. So just let this next verse minister to you in Isaiah 57, 15. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Isn't that beautiful? God does care about where we're at. He does care of our needs, and he can meet those needs in very, very special ways. Well, on to our next one, and that is refresh. Okay, so I think it's a pretty simple concept of, of refresh. So what kinds of things might we do uh, prior to needing to be refreshed. Just shout them out. Huh? Drink a water. No, 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 not what a refreshing is. Like, what must we do to need being refreshed? What kind of things? Tired. It's not a trick question. What? Tired. You get, you get tired. What do you do to get tired? Exercise. Exercise. What else? Thank you. Hard work. Hard work. Life. Life in general can sometimes be that way. So if you're this... You probably don't need refreshing, right? So our sloth astronaut, sloths are known for just moving real slow and being sluggish and not doing much. If you're a sloth astronaut, you probably don't need refreshing. You probably need a 
motivation to do something to need refreshing. Okay, so <clears throat> I just love this. The kids used to put that on my phone all the time, the, the sloth astronauts. So, so we know that it, there's things that preclude needing to be refreshed. And we should be about God's business. We should be working hard, whether at our job, whether in our ministry, whether parenting, whether simply being a spouse, whether being a good neighbor. We should be working hard at those things. Working very hard at those things. Okay, what's our next one? I gotta see where I'm at here. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing become from the presence of the Lord. So a couple of thoughts on this. This is Peter speaking a salvation message to a crowd of people that had gathered uh, following a miraculous healing of a child. And we understand the significance of repentance that it talks about, we, that that's sort of like essential when we come to faith, when we come to know Jesus, we repent from walking one way and determined to live another way. But we also know that repentance is ongoing. As we live life for God, we know that we need our minds renewed and to be changing our ways, that repentance is ongoing. That said, we do that so sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Refreshing. It means to catch your breath and to cool down and perk up. That's what it means in that, in that verse there. A very simple meaning. It actually is a really cool proverb that speaks to that, like the cold of snow in time of harvest. That's how that messenger refreshes the soul of his masters. And it's actually talking about how they would use snow to put in drinks to cool them down and make them refreshing. So you think of like Pepsi on ice or chocolate, mocha, frappe, foo-foo, whatever you get that's cold on ice, iced tea. So those are great pictures of, you know, that refreshment. And that's what it's talking about in these verses here, of refreshing from God. There's another kind of refreshing spoken of in, in Romans chapter 15. Uh, the same again, but with a little bit different of a wrinkle. And this really speaks to us that I may come to you with joy by the will of God, Paul's, his, his letter to the Romans, he wants to be with them really bad. He says that I may be refreshed together with you. And that one there, that means to take relief and rest together, to refresh with others. So there's a certain kind of refreshment that can only be obtained when we come together. That's why we come together for church. And that's why we come together for church even when it's difficult or when it's snowing real bad, or when the kids are crazy before you have to come, or when you're a little, I got the sniffles, and this is why we come to home group, and this is why we meet for coffee and for lunch, and this is why we come to our all-worship nights, is because there's a refreshment that we can get with relating to each other and encouraging each other, that refreshing that can only be had in that way. Okay, we're on. How are we doing, Mary? Okay. Okay, so we're on to our, our last one, and that's restore. So we talked about renew, having our strength renewed, our minds, the need to have our minds renewed. <clears throat> about reviving, getting, that, getting life back, and recovering, and being refreshed. God can bring times of refreshing. And I forgot to ask for a volunteer. So for this next one, I actually want to do a quick little illustration. So, uh, you know, Kevin, you're about my height. you want to come out here? I really apologize, I meant to do this in advance, so, but I, tough. Okay. 
So, uh, so we'll go right in the middle so you can see it's here. So right now I'm going to have you stand this way. Okay, so right now, Kevin, can you see me? But yet you know I'm here. Can you see my face? Nope. So you know I'm in the room, but if I didn't talk, I could be anywhere. I could even be far away. Now we're here right in front of everybody. It's a little awkward, but you know I'm here. Okay, so now I'm going to have you turn around and face me. Okay. So now, face to face, you know I'm here. Yep. We're engaging eyes. You know I know what's going on with you right now. Right? Standing up front with you. Standing up front with all the world to see. Welcome online if you're joining us. Hope you come away with a benefit from this message. Thank you, Kevin. This can help us, that little illustration there, can it help us give a, uh, have an, a sense of what's behind a, a phrase that we see in the scriptures. Uh, I never knew whether to use my glasses or not. Uh, where the Lord is petitioned to have his face shine on us. To have his face shine on us. Uh, in Psalm 80, and that's where this, this phrase is here. Well, I, I forgot this part. The definition of restore that we see in the scriptures. Back to a former, original, or normal condition at, time, uh, at times even better than at the beginning. Real important point there. When we're at our lowest and we're lacking... And we're without that thing that we had before. To know that God can restore even to a greater measure is pretty cool. To return or turn back and, and repair, there's a replenishing and a reestablishing. Okay, that was before. Now the face-to-face -face thing, back, back up there. So now we're going to go to Psalm 80. Oh. Another illustration. Okay, I kind of blew because I put the word up there already, so if you were paying attention. What do we have here? Macaroni. And what do we have to do with macaroni before we eat it? Cook it, boil it in water. So dried stuff like this or like these potatoes that you make, instant potatoes and that. What's the word for that, putting that water back in there? Reconstituted. Okay, that was the word that was just up on the screen. That's another one of the meanings of restore <clears throat> that we see in Scripture. All right, so back to the face-to-face -face thing. In the absence of God, his face hidden, that's a concept seem, seen also throughout the Psalms, and that represents peril and hardship, uh, no help or guidance. It seems as though he's not present, so we know he's present, but because we've turned away and, and devoted our affections to other things, like Kevin did when he wasn't looking at me, so then he, he knew I was there, but yet it didn't seem like I was there because we weren't face to face. Cause your face to shine. So let me read the psalm here with you. Ah, my notes. Was Psalm 80 up there somewhere? Hang on. Well, listen up. Okay. <laughs> psalm 80 says, Restore us, O God, cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. That's three times within Psalm 80, in the beginning, at the end, and in the middle. So it's part of the poetic structure of the psalm, but it's also a theme of the psalm. And that's what uh, we're, we're getting at here with this, have your face shine on me. Uh, I mentioned about the absence. Cause your face to shine indicates a face-to-face, -face, a closeness in relationship, direct contact and engagement. 
a sense of the other person, and in this case, the Lord, really paying attention to what's happening, a grasp and an awareness of their presence. Shine speaks to the light, to goodness and pleasantness, and um, doing well, cause your face to shine and restore me is the cry of the psalm. Okay, maybe that's why I'm, I'm a hedge. I'm going to figure this out later and <laughs> see where I, I am in my notes. Obviously, this got a little mixed up. So we are uh, near the end. I just want to um, make the point that there are different reasons why we are in need for, oh, I just remembered what that was about now. Yeah, I got I to gotta go over those. Those are important. What can be restored? Our soul, as in Psalm 23, we're familiar with that. The joy of salvation, creating me a clean heart, restoring the joy of your salvation. I used to think that uh, if I wasn't experiencing the joy of God, I was doing something wrong. And I don't think that's true. I think there's, uh, there are times where the joy dries up. And we can be plugging away for the Lord, but because of the different things that we're going through, um, he's asking for the joy to be returned. I think it's uh, okay to acknowledge that there's times that we just don't really feel that way. The joy can dry up, but uh, God can restore it. He can reconstitute, if you will, the joy in our lives as we just keep persevering. Physical healing is one. Life itself, land to its rightful owner, the quality of life for an entire people group, so we can need and ask for restoration even on a personal level, but also even as a group of people. Monetary wealth, rank and position. There we go. Nebuchadnezzar, after uh, denying God, was greatly humbled, greatly humbled. And after being restored, he said, my counselors and nobles restored resorted to me. I was restored to my kingdom and excellent majesty was added to me. Here's one of those cases where he even was restored to a, a greater measure than at the beginning, which gets to that last bullet, better than original. And we had, a, so in, at Home Group recently, we looked at the book of Job. Uh, Joel gave an overview of the book, some very sobering truths in there. Uh, we're not talking about those truths today, happily. But at the end, it talked about how God restored to Job all that he had before, even twice as much. Hard to even get our minds around that. And when we're in that place of need, where we are desiring that restoration, it's hard to think with faith that God can, can do that. But his word says that he can. All right. Cause your face to shine. Okay. The last bullet that was on there was that God can restore the backslider. When we slide away from God for, you know, whatever the reason, it could be tons of reasons. We get busy. We make a bad decision. We just put our priorities on whatever, whatever it might be. We all have our own story. Everybody has experienced that and gone through that at some point or another. Sometimes, though, that can lead to us really getting down that slippery slope and really just trashing our lives, and we, really need, we need restoration. Sometimes... That's the reason why. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes there are just simply other reasons where we find ourselves in that need. It could be just a bad decision or a series of bad decisions. Maybe not necessarily sinful, but just bad decisions. Sometimes we can get drawn into the consequences of other people's bad decisions. Sometimes things are tough because we're in a, just a season of training and stretching. And it actually is really part of God's plan. 
for our good and for our growth and maturity. And it could be that we simply don't know why. Sometimes really difficult things happen. We find ourselves in a spot that is just awful. And we don't really know why. We might, might not know till the end. But God is able to restore, and he desires to restore. And wherever we are, whatever we need, we can draw hope and encouragement from that. God desires to renew our strength when we need that and renew our minds to understand him and walk with him. He can revive us, help us recover, and infuse life back and grant us times of refreshing. And he is a God of restoration. We were at a, uh, a retreat a couple weeks back, uh, Janet and I, and there was a word given uh, in that worship time that we had that God is a God of restoration. So if that's you today, if that's you tomorrow or next month, take hope and encouragement in that. Our God wants to renew us and revive us, refresh and restore when we have those special needs. Stand with me, please. Almighty God, we just acknowledge you as sovereign and that nothing escapes your eye. You know where each one of us is at. And sometimes we just don't feel it. We don't perceive that you're there, but we know you are. God, I pray for each one of us here as we have need for any one of these different areas, whether it be today or in the times moving forward, that you would grant us that renewing, the changing of our thinking, the renewing of our minds and our strength when we are tuckered out. That you revive us, God, when we're down and out and bring times of refreshing. And when we've lost and things have been taken away from us, whether through our own fault or through some reason that we don't know, when we need that restoration, Lord, we look to you for that. And all, all along, regardless of what we're going through, even as we sing, we will praise you through it all, through the valley and the highland. Because you are the Lord, and we know that you do care. And we acknowledge that and give you all praise and glory. I pray that you grant us a great week, that you help us to be sensitive to your leading this week and cause us to reach out and share your truth and your love and your message of salvation with those that we come in contact with this week. Your great blessings we pray for in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you, and may he lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Thank you again for downloading and listening to this message from Grace Christian Fellowship. We are located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And if you are looking for a church to call home or would like to visit us for one of our services, please visit our site at gracecf.us for our location and service times. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.